Hello there, my name is Ian Dempsey and you're listening to the To The Point podcast. Welcome to episode one of the To The Point podcast with me, Keen McNicholas. This is the very first podcast and to kick it off, I interview a radio legend who I'm sure you've all heard of on Today FM in the mornings where he's been presenting there for over 23 years. You may more fondly remember the part of the show called Gift Grub with impressionist Mario Rosenstock. Both Ian and Mario have built one of the most successful duos in Irish radio. You can contact the podcast uh, via email at tothepointpodcast2021 at gmail.com and go follow our social medias both on Instagram and TikTok at tothepointpodcast2021. Without further ado, here's the interview with radio legend Ian Dempsey. So okay, Ian, yeah. we'll start off with an opinion on game, right? So I'll give you a few topics, very short game, and you yeah. give your opinion on. Okay. Okay, right. <laughs> right. Start off with an easy one. The current state of Irish radio. The current state of Irish radio, well, it's uh, ever changing and uh, technology has come into it a lot now. You know, there's more platforms. It's not just about what comes out of the radio, it's, you know, the, the digital backgrounds, it's the social media end of things. And you have to follow up a good interview with a good uh, <clears throat> kind of video to go along with it. And uh, people are expecting to get their information from all over the place. So radio is changing all the time. But, uh, but I think when it comes down to brass tacks, if you're like, I'm a I suppose a radio veteran in a way. So I still do it the way I used to do it. And uh, I talk into the microphone and hopefully people connect with that. But you do have to do the other bits as well. But I mean, that's not going to change. So we might as well just uh, go along with it and uh, embrace it. Yeah, exactly. And when you're on now, a podcast, what's your opinion on those? Uh, I'm fascinated by podcasts. I've been studying the form for about two years. I follow a lot of podcasts and uh, I think it's the future. I think I think what's what's great, like, I mean, I don't think it's going to affect radio. I think it's going to complement radio in a way. Uh, but nowadays, the sort of radio that I have to do is, you know, it's kind of get in quick, get out quick, you know, sound bites. It's, uh, it's get, get the music on, get it on as quickly as possible. Whereas uh, I think podcasting now uh, it's kind of like old style radio whereby two people sat down and started talking and they could talk for hours mm. if they wanted to about something and people can choose to either listen to it or not listen to it so i think it's a good it's a good um, way of uh, getting conversations going again which have has been kind of a little bit lacking maybe you know it's mm. on on some stations yeah, and it, it it has benefited radio because let, let's say you have your own podcast on Today FM, which is the Ian Dempsey Breakfast Show, and and it plays clips yeah. from that. Yeah. And people would go back and they listen yeah. to that rather than the full well, the two hour show. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And I mean, I think that that's a that's a good thing. And I think it does. You know, I like I'd love to see more um, original podcasts coming out. So in other words, not just like we put out a podcast but it's it's just clips from our own show so it's interviews i've done or it's gift grubs or it's that kind of thing uh whereas i'd love to do ones whereby we're we're actually doing we're giving extra content in a way so it's stuff that people haven't heard before whether that be interviews or just us chatting about things or, or whatever i mean we've tried it a few times and eventually we'll get there uh but uh it's 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 here to stay anyway which is yeah. good and 
turning it on his head a bit, what's your opinion on the future of broadcasting as a whole? Um, oh my God, <laughs> that's a big question. Um, <laughs> broadcasting, including television. Well, I mean, television for for a start is gonna. I mean, it's it's going down the streaming route, like with the Netflix and the. Disney pluses and all this business uh, in there as well. So, I mean, I think uh, traditional broadcasters, uh, terrestrial broadcasters are going to have to start looking at the way they deliver their products so that people are able to, at any stage, decide, okay, I want to watch this and I want to watch it right now. I want to watch it at seven minutes past seven. I don't want to watch it at seven o'clock. You know, I want to, uh, whenever, and I want to stop watching it when I want to have my dinner and then I want to go and watch it again. Uh, so they're going to have to start looking at that. And I suppose with the, the players, like the RT player or whatever, that they've, they've kind of started that a little bit. But uh, except for all the bloody ads before, ads, yeah. <laughs> which is a real pain, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> uh, exactly. But, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, so that, and I mean, I think that uh, the world of radio, uh, I know that on our own station, we've got the radio station traditionally, we've also got streaming stations going out, which like there's an 80s station, there's a 90s station, I think there's a country station, there might be a jazz station, uh, you know, so they're all just giving people the music they want when they want it. And I suppose that's up against the likes of Spotify and Apple Music or whatever, where we're, you know, we're trying to compete with them. But apparently they're very popular. The people like to switch on Today FM 80s, for example, and they just listen to it all night long. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty good. And it's down to complementing what what you already do, but just adding kind of extra, extra value to it, I think, you know, so yeah. it's, I think it's a good time for radio and broadcasting and TV broadcasting and, you know, everything. And also I think we've proven that, you know, like say the theaters during the pandemic there, the theaters put on plays and they put them out there on, you know, streaming service and you could watch them. Uh, I know that Dermot and Dave did a quiz show on a, uh, I think it was a Saturday night for a few weeks during the whole thing. And, you know, it was great, but it just goes to show anybody can make TV, anybody can make radio. And so it's, it's, uh, it's open for every, for all really. Yeah. And on that point, you mentioned, you know, competing with the likes of Spotify or other streaming networks that play music. How tough has that been for the radio industry? Because you've been in for a number of years. And even back in the days, parents would be telling me that they go and they get their cassette tape and they'd, they'd listen to the radio on a Sunday or whatever. And they record it then and they play that song over and over. Yeah. Where now you've got Spotify, go on yeah. Spotify, play it over and over just at the top of a book. Exactly. How tough has that been yeah. for the likes of your industry, radio? Um, well, I mean, I think that it's it's what we always dreamt of, I suppose, when we were kids. Imagine being able to get the song you wanted whenever you wanted it. So, I mean, it has arrived. The technology is now there. So um, it's it's great in one way. And in other ways, it does. As one guy, uh, uh, one of our CEOs at one stage said, you know, we were saying we'll put up the Spotify playlist for whatever songs we played. And he says, no, they're eating our lunch. You know what I mean? That that the, the guys, the Spotify's of this world are are taking away our livelihood. Uh, but again, it's like everything. You just have to accept it. These things, I mean, they used to have cars on the roads. They used to have, you know, trams. They used to, you know, but now they do. And, and you know, things evolve and things move on. So you just got to take it. I mean, like I remember when I was a kid, you used to go into Golden Discs or one of these places and you'd buy the record you've been saving up for and you'd bring it home and you'd play it and you'd play it over and over and over again. Nowadays, you just sort of say, 
what's that song I heard on the radio? I can't even remember what it is. And you, you hum a little bit of it and some app will identify it for you and then they'll put it on and then they'll say, do you want to put this into your playlist? Yeah, it's in your playlist. And I suppose it takes the mystique out of it a little bit, you know, that the, the appreciation of, of the music. But, but still, it's, it's good to have instant access, I think. Yeah, exactly. And more of a general question. I just want to get your view on it. Is the past year of living with COVID nineteen just more of, a, as I said, a general question? Yeah. Um, well, from obviously from living, as in living here with my with my family, uh, it's it's actually been quite good. Um, I've got uh, one of my sons doesn't live here anymore. The other one does, and my daughter still lives here, and my wife. Uh, so we've been getting on grand, and we've enjoyed. Look, look forward to our Friday evenings at five o'clock when, you know, down tools and away you go for the weekend. So that's been good from a work point of view. I worked here for a lot of the time. I'm now thankfully back in the studio, uh, and in in Marconi House, and uh, I'm I'm enjoying that. I'd prefer to be in the studio because all all the equipment is there, all the facilities and it's 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 a bit more uh instant or something like that but i have everything lined up here and ready to go so should we have to go back into lockdown it's there and it's good quality and we were getting great uh we were getting great uh feeds in and out and you know all of those things that djs give out about whereby i can't hear properly or whatever it was getting good quality and uh you know so that worked out fine and i found myself you know getting up in the morning at five o'clock as usual but I, I wasn't kind of doing the the uh i'm gonna stay in my pajamas all day uh, or i'm gonna you know kind of sit around um you know i actually got up and i showered and got ready for the gig and then came down into the sitting room and uh, broadcast so it hasn't been that bad but i can understand how people are now starting to get there's a lot of fatigue going on out there and uh, i think people look like they might be coping with it but I'd, I'd be worried that a lot of people are not coping with it properly and, you know, that they, they're just kind of going along in that Irish way where you're saying, no, I'm grand, I'm grand, don't worry, don't worry. But actually, it's playing with people's minds. And I heard somebody on the radio today saying it's, uh, it's, it's uh, shrinking our personalities because we're not interacting with other people, with other human beings. Uh, we're, we're interacting with all the same ones all the time. So I suppose I'm a little bit luckier because I've got listeners that I've talked on the phone and, uh, you know, and, and fellow workers and all that. So um, it's 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 fine at the moment. But I hope to God we get some sort of an easing of it over the next few weeks. Yeah. And what sort of reaction were you getting from your listeners, let's just say the past week or at the moment? Could you could you tell us a bit about the, the public mood? Because you're obviously dealing with the public. Yeah, well, I know that I know that I think the radio has uh, come into its own, to be honest with you, uh, of all the, the media out there, because uh, radio is, you know, there, there, there aren't, you know, lots of setting up to do or there's not, you know, you don't have to have lights and action and that kind of stuff. So radio, it's live all the time. It's uh, we've got all the, uh, you know, people are able to instantly get in touch. Um, we're able to give out information very quickly. We just get a text in about something. We can get it out there very quickly. So I think radio uh, has performed very well. But our listeners are—they they seem to really appreciate what's going on. And I'm sure that it's not just for our station; it's all the stations. It's the fact that they—they they can ask questions. We can get back to them. We can react to things. They can kind of—we uh, can get it definitely with with Twitter and all this business and Instagram. Uh, you can get an instant reaction to 
what's going on and how people feel about it. And you can pass that on and people either agree or disagree. And, uh, you know, so I think it's it's been a, a good time for the radio industry anyway. Yeah, exactly. And first off, before we get on to any other questions, do you mind telling people who might know probably mm. are living under a rock at this stage um, who you are mm. and just what you do? Um, well, my name is Ian Dempsey. I um, boy, I was born in Dublin in a, a long, long time ago. Fado, Fado, back in nineteen sixty one. So, um, uh, and I lived on the I lived on the north side, and I still live on the north side of Dublin. Uh, and I got involved in radio uh, through a friend of mine who used to live across the road, and we decided to make little radio shows. Probably if podcasting had been around, we would have been making podcasts, but we were just making them in our own little world, uh, and. Uh, so we did that. And then when the pirate radio stations came along, which would be kind of towards the end of the 70s, about 77, 78, I decided that I wanted to do that. So I sent in uh, a tape that was made through a friend of mine and uh, it was an awful tape and I still have the tape, but nobody's ever going to hear it again. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the uh, so I sent that in and uh, I, I got the job in one of the pirate stations. It was called Capital Radio. And then I moved on to ARD, which was a bigger kind of a station. And uh, then I moved from there. They closed down, actually, but they gave the equipment to some of the guys, uh, including myself. I was involved in a little kind of a consortium there. Uh, and uh, I could have made my fortune, but I never did. Um, and uh, then uh, so we moved in there. And then I, I applied for RT and I got into RT and I was in RT for a while. And I did Poporama and I did the Hotline and I did, did more or less every show on the I did nighttime shows, morning shows, afternoon shows a lot. Uh, and then I in 1998, I got an offer to go to Today FM. And I had been talking to, I remember I was talking to 98FM before, and I remember I was talking to Century before. Um, so these were all other radio stations that I had considered. So I think I wanted to go into the commercial world rather than stay in RT. Mm. And uh, I, I eventually went in 1998, and I started on the 21st of September 1998, and uh, I've been doing the breakfast show ever since. And here we are. And I'm still, I'm still enjoying it, which is yeah. great, you know, like... <laughs> You know, I still hop out of bed at five in the morning and uh, I don't I haven't once said, what the hell am I doing this for? I could I could stay in bed for another three hours. So, you know, and, and my mother will, will tell you that back in the day when I was in my, you know, kind of 16, 17, it was very hard to get me out of bed. But uh, I, I seem to love it, you know. Yeah. And what was your first attraction to radio? Um. Well, I remember I used to listen to the BBC uh, a lot and there was, well, there wasn't very much else to listen to, to be honest, which was Radio Luxembourg at night time and then the BBC during the day. And uh, BBC Radio 2 used to have this show, Ed Stewart, uh, and it was Stew Pot was his nickname and it was called Junior Choice and it was for kids, really. And uh, I, used to, I was fascinated by it. I was, I, I thought there's a man in the radio there, you know what I mean? So I was that young. Uh, and I was just fascinated by the fact that he was talking in a studio somewhere and everybody could hear him all over what I thought was all over the world, basically. Uh, and uh, I just always wanted to do that more so than TV. I wasn't really TV didn't really grab me as much. Uh, and I, I, I did enjoy doing it when I, when I did it. But uh, radio is, would be my number one. And uh, I was just attracted to it. And sometimes people are just they have something built inside them that, you know, says they're going to be 
a footballer or they're going to be a broadcaster or they're going to be an actor or they're going to be a, I don't know, a lollipop man. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I decided to go down the road of radio. And uh, I was lucky because, you know, I'm sure lots of people have tried that as well. But I, I think because the, at the aforementioned pirates and all that, they were there was a lot of them around at the time. So it seemed to be easier to kind of get a, a start somewhere. And then if you got a start, somebody heard you and noticed you and said, oh, he's OK. We'll, we'll get him over now, you know. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. And hmm. if you were to give one reason why you were so successful on your quest through radio, what would that be? Um, well, my dad always told me that I should listen to people. Uh, so when somebody says something to you, you should listen to what they're actually saying. And that's, so I think I, uh, I, I do listen to, to what a, a caller is saying or what an interviewee is saying. And I, I pick up on things they say. So in other words, it's a conversation rather than just move on to the next one or, you know, so I mean, like, you know, at the start, it's hard to do that because there's nerves or whatever. And you're, you, all you want to do is just get through it. But after a while, you can you can relax into the whole thing. And it's just, and also, I mean, I've always thought there's no point in pretending to be somebody that you're not. So I'd be quite honest and quite straight about what what I am and what I do, uh, because you do get fi- found out fairly quickly, if you, you know, if you're if you're putting on uh, somebody else's persona, you know. Mm. So, I mean, that, that could be it. I don't know. I mean, Terry Wogan, I remember famously said they either like you or they don't. And I think that's that is kind of true. You know, it's one of those things that you can you, people just take to you or they don't. And it's, it's like mm-hmm. anything. And would he have been an inspiration for you? Uh, well, I know that his mother used to live across the road from where we lived. So at mm-hmm. some stage he would have been there. And I, I think his, bro- his brother, Brian, actually still lives uh, there. So, yeah, he would have been. And I mean, I think the Irish thing and the Irish guy going to uh, Britain and doing well, there was always a great admiration. And there was another guy who I would still kind of talk about, and he's Irish radio, and that was Mike Murphy. Uh, and he was he was Wogan-esque as well. He's kind of given it up now. I think he does a few podcasts, but uh, he, he was a, a great inspiration to me as well. And, of course, Larry Gogan. I always liked the yeah. idea that Larry was, uh, he, you know, he was, he was in it for the long haul. And that's kind of the way I've gone about it as well. It wasn't about sort of making a massive impact and everybody's saying, who's that guy? Whatever. It was more... That you know, this this could be a job for life. So you know, stick with it and just keep going along and, and doing your best. So Larry, Mike, and Terry, yeah, my, my inspirations. <laughs> and I just want to talk um, about RT. So could you just explain how at first you got into to the to the big Irish broadcasting uh, of RT? Um, well, I literally I got I got a phone call. Uh, from a guy who had been in one of the pirate stations and then went, went to work for RT. RT started recruiting around 1979. Uh, they opened up on May 31st, 79. Uh, I wasn't there. I, I, I tried to get in and I didn't, but I got a phone call from a guy who had been in the pirates and he said, apply for the audition again. I think you'll get it this time. So it was a kind of a, a nod and a wink. Mm. So I, uh, I just sent in a letter and said I'd be interested in trying again. They brought me in for an audition uh, where I had to sit in a studio. There was a guy on the other side of the glass and he was doing things like uh, when you started a record, you need to play a few records. When you started a record, he stopped it outside. 
so that it stopped and you were left saying, oh, what did I do? What did I do? You know, so you, you had to, they had to see what yeah. you were like under pressure and all that kind of business, you know. Uh, and uh, so I um, I passed that and I started on uh, the weekend breakfast show, I think it was. Uh, and uh, and then I moved on very quickly to Paparama, which was the kids show after that. Uh, but, you know, going in there was um, like my mother, for example, was absolutely delighted. Like she just thought, oh, my God, this is it. Now he's made it. He's going into RTE. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, when you went in there were it was kind of corridors of studios and all very kind of anonymous and very quiet, all the corridors, because everybody was inside working away so it was a bit you'd be a bit awestruck now with the whole thing until you got used to it mm. and uh so it was it was a a, a culture shock i suppose yeah. for a young guy because i was only about 17 or whatever you know at the Jesus. time when i when i actually was in there you know so <laughs> yeah uh but uh, here we are yeah and how big of a difference was or to you back then to it is now um well, I haven't been to RTE for a long time, so I don't know what it's like now, but I would imagine that, you know, they've had to embrace all kinds of new technology. Uh, I know that it, there, there were a lot of people, uh, say, you know, kind of on teams to, to do with shows, like would have been about four people on a team for a show, whereas now I'd say it's cut down to about two, uh, you know, because they just didn't need as many people running around. Um, and uh, so I'd say it's a it's a, t- a tighter run ship and uh, there are less people there. Um, but I must say that, you know, uh, even though I'm gone from there over 20 years now at this stage, the the, the pe- it was the people that I met there that they were great. And I'd still keep in touch with quite a few of them, you know, but uh, I, I'm glad that I made the break and uh, yeah. left. <laughs> yeah. And uh, as you mentioned, a few of the shows you've done in RT. Out of all of the shows, uh, what was your favourite to do? Um, out of all of them, well, I mean, it was it was breakfast, and it still is. I I, I like the idea of breakfast because, I you know you people go to sleep and in their dreams, in their sleep, uh, on their pillows, they all the rubbish that they've got all day is kind of it's, it just goes, and they wake up with an empty brain and. Uh, off you go again. You start filling it up with more crap for them. <laughs> but you know, at least you've got you've got kind of fresh stuff, and you've got something that's happened overnight, or something that's happened in the states. So you're able to bring them that news in the morning. It's good. I'm also I'd be quite proud of uh, like the hotline, which was like nowadays people wouldn't understand what that was, but like the hotline was on between seven o'clock and eight every night. Uh, and I was the first presenter of it. Barry Lang then did it. Tony Fenton did it as well. But it was a one-hour show, and basically it was a tie-in with the Evening Herald newspaper. And the Evening Herald used to print a list of 26 songs, and they were A to Z, and people used to have to physically ring in. So imagine having to do this nowadays. Physically ring in and say, I want to hear song B. I want to hear song C. Uh, And then we played the song, and that Nowadays, it's like what you were saying there about Spotify. Now you just sort of say, I want to hear that. And off you go, you hear it. Yeah. But uh, but back in the day, that's the way it was. And also, like back in those days, if you ran a competition on air, this is like people wouldn't believe this either. If you ran a competition on air, you'd probably r- uh, run it through the post. So you'd say, uh, ask a question, then sort of say, send us in a postcard to this address. And they'd have a week to send it in. And then all the entries would be gathered up and you'd dig out one and say, you're the winner. Whereas now it's like just a text 
and within five minutes, the whole thing is over, you know. So uh, I suppose uh, we've got a bit too fast, maybe. Maybe there's there's still room for something that lasts a bit longer. It's all very instant, isn't it? Everything is kind of over very quickly. It's all a bit slick. Yeah, all, all that postcarding thing seems alien to what it is now. Just sending a text to a radio station. Yeah, exactly, or yeah. Got yeah, them on exactly. Twitter or whatever. But yeah, yeah. did you find it hard to climatize to the breakfast show? Because as you said, you're up at what are you, up five o'clock? That's five o'clock, yeah. Crazy yeah. hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, although, I mean, uh, when I started doing it, I remember, which was a long time ago, um, I remember driving across to Donnybrook as it was then, and there'd be very there'd be a few taxi drivers on the road. That was about it. Nowadays, there's actually quite a lot of traffic when you're coming in. Like I, I leave the house at about five to six in the morning, and there's a lot of traffic going on. So you know, there's, there's a lot of other people doing it as well. Uh, but back in the day, uh, yeah, it took a little while, and it was all always it always seemed to be dark, and it always seemed to be raining, and it always seemed to be miserable, you know. But uh, once you get into the studio, then you're fine. And uh, once you get yourself a bit of bit of coffee going on, you know, you're, you're grand. Yeah, exactly. And that's what you're doing now, the breakfast show on Today FM. If yeah. you were to do any other show on the Today FM lineup, what would you do other than the breakfast show? Um, let's see. Apart from the breakfast show, uh, uh, I'd, I'd be, I'd like to do the, uh, I wouldn't mind do, having a go at the kind of more talky ones whereby you could do, you know, not the last word, that would be too highbrow for me. <laughs> But uh, but like I say, Dermot and Dave have an opportunity to do more interviews, longer interviews, I suppose, with people, uh, meet more people. Wouldn't mind sh- having a go at that. Um, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, but I'm happy enough where I am, to be honest with you. And then, yeah. then again, I wouldn't mind doing a show like a Paul McLoon show in the evening, whereby you can just come on and just play. Uh, if you feel like playing two hours of David Bowie, feel free. Whereas <laughs> like I would be more restricted in the morning because, you know, it's, it has to be based on what's currently popular or whatever, you know. So, uh, uh, but I, I'm happy enough for him. No, it's it's good, and I still get a buzz out of it. Yeah, and I want to talk about Gift Grub. Um, whose idea was it to do Gift Grub? Um, well, let me see. It was basically when I arrived in 1998 to Today FM. Uh, there was this guy hanging around called Mar- Mario Rosenstock, and Mario was a, a funny guy, obviously, and uh, he had. Um, he had done a few bits and pieces for people, right? So we started the breakfast show, and then we started we started talking to Mario. And I think the the way Gift Grub has worked is that it's 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 regular. It's so regular. People tune in for it. They say, "Oh, this is on now," so I'll push the button and I listen to it. Whereas before, he had been doing them sporadically all over the place. And he might do one for uh, the afternoon show. He might do one for the breakfast show at the time. So we decided that we were going to do it every day and it was going to be on every day at the same time. Uh, and uh, so it was a kind of a, a joint thing. But we we and we came up with the name then between us because we wanted to we wanted to bring a word back that had been a word before, which was gift. Uh, and people in Dublin used to always say, oh, that's gift. That's, you know, that's deadly. That's brilliant. That's gift. Oh, get. And then we also decided at the start that it was going to be all about Bertie Ahern and him doing cooking. So, but that lasted like about three episodes. And then we said, I think we might run out of ideas with this. So we decided to move it on. But that's why, that's why the grub is in it, gift grub, uh, because it was supposed to be all about food. But uh, that's, that went out the window fairly quickly. Yeah. But uh, Anna, Mario has been a fantastic uh, 
addition to the show and uh, he's he's brilliant. Like, I mean, I, I've often said it, but I think what he does is world class. It really is top notch. It's excellent. And, uh, you know, he, there, there are ones that are better than other ones. But uh, still, I mean, the, we've got about an archive of about 7000 sketches now at this wow. stage. And I'd stand over you know 95 percent of them that they're they're pretty good you know they're right there they're, they're very good like and i think it's that fact towards <laughs> you show people will tune in at 10 past eight when the gift goes on yeah. you know when you're, you're going yeah. to school yeah. or whatever i yeah. do that as well but yeah <laughs> I think the thing is with mario is um he said it himself before but it's all right you can do the voices but to put yeah. them in in stories and and create a sketch around yeah. is the hardest yeah. thing as as you said it yeah. is world class but yeah. when, when you're obviously, you see him doing behind the scenes work, how long would he spend at a sketch usually? Um, well, I know that when he started, he used to spend about eight hours per sketch. Now, this is when he used to actually do everything himself. But now, thankfully, there's people who uh, he can go in and just record the voices and say, OK, I need the sound of a boat here. I need the sound of skis. Or I need, and, they, you know, together they can do it. So it is a quicker process. But you have to remember, like we start at, at, just after nine o'clock, we meet, we say, OK, what are we going to do tomorrow? And there's there's three of us in the in the group, uh, mostly on Zoom calls now, unfortunately, at this stage. Mm-hmm. But um, so we're you know, we say, OK, what do we do? And for example, uh, what's the, tomorrow? Oh, yeah, tomorrow is going to be a reaction to the NEFA thing and, you know, the announcement today. So that'll be live. But the, the one today was Roy Keane uh, singing about the Luxembourg game the other night. Uh, and yeah, it, but uh, it was, uh, we had to talk about that. So then here's the, here's the, we have the meeting about it. We all throw in a little bit. Then he goes off and he actually writes it. And then he goes off and records it. And then it's mixed down, you know. So it, it is a long enough process to get there. And sometimes it's quite topical and quite current. Like, I mean, we've had situations like the time when Roy walked out in Saipan that time. Uh, that it we had kind of almost predicted that that morning that he wow. we had done it well we had done a kind of a classroom thing where Roy was coming in and he he had no respect for uh, Mick McCarthy and all these guys and uh, but it, it kind of it was it almost um, uh, prophesized the, the whole thing coming out that's happened a few times as well but uh, but no I think it's great it's really good yeah. and it's still and he's still as as fresh as ever and he's still big into it you know. Yeah, because the thing is with Gift Cup, he keeps it topical, which is always yeah. great to hear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know? and, and and of all the Gift Cups, like you said, there's an archive of 7,000. Yeah. What's your favourite yeah. one and who's your favourite character? Um, Well, I've always, because Bertie was the first one, I always liked Bertie and I just like the, the, you know, the way he's, he's a bit of a chancer. But uh, and like people used to say that that Gift Grub actually kept him in 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 his job for a while people yeah. used to you know they because they kind of it kind of made him into a bit of a cuddly character and he's not really that cuddly but um <laughs> well anyway <laughs> he served our purposes anyway yeah and uh, so I, I always like Bertie and I like I like when we do live ones I enjoyed the live ones because I have to get involved and I have to talk to the guys or whatever so when I'm talking to Bertie I love when he when he, he starts a sentence and then he goes off on a tangent and he starts talking about other things and then he comes <laughs> back and he goes, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff, you know. So I love all that. Um, and um, and obviously, you know, people like, like we did one with uh, Michael Flatley where he was showing us around our house and we pretended that it was pre-recorded, but we got all the sound effects wrong and the doors <laughs> were open at the wrong time. So, you know, and people love, to, I think people love to see kind of behind the scenes on that kind of thing as well. And they love to be part of the joke 
uh, and in on on some occasions too. So I like Flatley, but they're all great. And I mean, uh, and I'm just always amazed at how he can pick up on a voice. Like you'd say to him, "Okay, so and so's in the news at the moment. Can you do him?" And he'd say, "Yeah." Like it's like <laughs> as if he can do anybody that you want him to do. You know, <laughs> yeah. but uh, he hasn't done me yet anyway. So. Oh, <laughs> that'd be all fair that'd be all fair yeah. Yeah, exactly. and um, what was it like meeting Roy Keane because I was watching YouTube the last day yeah. <laughs> this was back was it in 2007 or something like that and yeah. you and Mario yeah. went and it was a, it was live I think wasn't it uh, it wasn't live no but it was it was kind of as live we were yeah. given 20 minutes and that was it like you know so yeah. we had to get in and get out and the moment that I, I paused in my seat was when Roy Keane asked Mario go on make me laugh and yes I, it was very good wasn't that it was yeah, class, yeah. yeah. But what was, was it like great. meeting Roy Keane in person oh he's a lovely guy and uh, he's he's um, like um, before we started recording very nice but I think he he has a persona. He is there's an yeah. expectation from Roy, so that when he goes on, he he does the the tough guy and the hard man. I'm not going to laugh. I'm not going to you know. Whereas I mean that, and he is like that, and he is uh, he's a bit of a perfectionist, I suppose. And uh, but it was a pleasure to meet him, and yeah, and it was great that he did it as well. I mean because you know if somebody's taking the mick out of you, I suppose on on national radio, and then he said, "Do you want to meet him?" He say. OK, like so he was uh, brave in a way to do that. But I thought his his line on uh, make me laugh. And I think Mario did make him laugh. Actually, he did. Yeah. The FBI is a professionalism. That was good. Yeah, that's now. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's another good one. It eh, was a. Eh, that I was laughing at the last year was Johnny Sexton. He, he kind of <laughs> caricatures him into this teenager. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 And he has me now. Uh, asking him like after a game or whatever I asked him but I asked him stupid questions because I yeah. wouldn't know that much about sport but I asked him things and he gets really annoyed with me so it starts off with me saying great win yeah well the lads were really kind of happy with it and then I say something like you know that bit where you have to take the kick you know and he's like oh Jesus oh man <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's good crack altogether and, uh, and I don't know how Johnny uh, whether Johnny's ever heard it but uh it's all done in, in good <laughs> anyway, so you know yeah. it's done. Yeah, and did did any one take a bad reaction to any of the gift crops that you know of? Um, no, I remember uh, Ronan Keating's family were upset with the, the way we depicted him, but Ronan was fine about it. He was grand. Like mm. like uh, one of the catchphrases Mario used for Ronan was he used to always say "fair play, fair play," and, and Ronan apparently had bought a boat and he had it out, out in Malahide and he called it "fair play," so he was obviously <laughs> in on it. But I think his family thought that we were a bit cruel to him. But I, I think they're over that now because but we do like him and we've met him a few times. Uh, and and Mario always says that <laughs> he uh, that Daniel O'Donnell tried to run him over once in a big Volvo. Oh yeah, and he was, uh, <laughs> that he saw him uh, coming towards him. And uh, but I, I don't know how far fetched that particular story <laughs> is. But exactly. Yeah. yeah. And um, what have been some of the highlights of your now? Let's was it twenty three years in today FM? What what have been the main highlights? Um, well, we got to um, we got to travel around quite a bit. We got to Japan. I got to Japan three times actually wow. with with this with the station, and 
got to LA a good few times. I love traveling. I love getting out of the country. And uh, particularly now when you're thinking back, because it was just unbelievable. Um, and, uh, you know, we've done things like the shave or die thing where I shaved my head, yeah. uh, uh, like along with lots of other people. But uh, I, it's still traumatic. Uh, I remember looking in the mirror for the first time and saying, Jesus, uh, you know. So, you know, I, lo- I love those big events where the, the listeners can get involved. They can help out. And uh, it becomes a kind of a community thing, and and it raises lots of money. Like we raised millions uh, on that particular one. So uh, from that point of view, the traveling is great, and uh, and Christmas parties today. I found Christmas parties. I couldn't tell you too much about them, but they're they're <laughs> not they're notorious, and uh, they have they have been down through the years. So hopefully, we can have another one of those. Yeah, uh, exactly. This year, hopefully Although this year. Yeah. Yeah, well, people, although people's attitudes have probably changed a little bit. I just wonder when this is all over, will people be a bit more kind of, oh, no, I'm, I'm not going to that. I don't want to go to that. It's too close or whatever, you know, but hopefully we get back to our old ways again. Hopefully, yeah. It'll be interesting, all right? And yeah, yeah. just to finish off, Ian, a quick yeah. fire round. Oh, so- quick fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, quick, quick, quick as, as it can go, because some of these questions yeah. are a bit, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So, what's the first thing you'll do after lockdown ends? Um, I will probably go up to Hoth, which is just up the road from me, and uh, go to, to have that thing whereby you can go to a pub spontaneously, have a few pints, and then go for a meal in one of the local restaurants. Simple as that. That's all I want. That's the, I'd be happy enough. Even with one of those, I'd be happy enough with that. But yeah. uh, and I don't think it's going to end. Just I don't think it's just going to be a light switch where it just ends. It'll be you can do this this week and then next gradual. week you can do it mm-hmm. if gradual but uh, anyway that's what that would be my ideal situation i would do that right now if they told me i could <laughs> <laughs> exactly and um you have to invite five dinner guests either dead or alive who are you inviting yeah. five of them mm-hmm. okay well i'll bring mr bowie david Bowie. Big inspiration yours yes he'd have to come um uh we, who else would i bring um, I think I would like to bring. Um, just, that's a, that, that, uh, I've I've been asked this before. Uh, I like I'd like to I'd like to get Stevie Wonder there as well. I'm a big fan Ooh, of Stevie Wonder, yeah. but not all musical. Um, I think somebody like uh, you know that uh, what do you call him? Uh, Roddy Doyle, the yes, author. Author, yeah. He's alive, by the way. He's very much alive, so that's okay. And so is Stevie <laughs> Wonder, for that matter. Um, so I think we should have one or two women there as well. Uh, I think maybe uh, I've always been a big fan of um, what do you call her? Uma Thurman, Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill. Yeah. Oh, that was very good. Uh, and um, one more. Um, I think. Oh, oh, listen, I would like my good friend Tony Fenton to yeah, legend. join us. Absolute legend, and uh, I'd love to see see him again and see what he thinks about all that's going on at the moment. You know, yeah, it would be interesting to see what he thinks yeah. with this whole COVID. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> what's your best and worst interview you've ever done? Um, I think my best one was um, Bruce Springsteen uh, in Berlin, and uh, I think the reason it was the best one was because I. I had been told by his tour manager not to approach him. Not don't go anywhere. No, just yeah. arrive at this time and just sit down. Don't do, uh, and then Bruce came over to me and said, "Oh, you're the guy you're doing the interview." And I said, "Yeah." And he grabbed two Budweisers and said, "Come on out, let's do it now." 
And then the woman, or, the woman or his tour manager arrived and was actually absolutely spitten. Uh, but it was a good interview, too. And uh, he gave us, uh, yeah, I remember he gave me some advice. We just had a new son at the time, uh, a new baby. And he says, they do, uh, they don't do what you say. They do what you do. Well, that's good. That's pretty profound, you know. So it's about, you know, giving your kids good example or whatever. Uh, And I remember the worst one uh, was, I don't know whether you remember, R.E.M., uh, Michael Stipe and Peter Book. I did an interview with them and Michael Stipe was an absolute asshole. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't, he just, he just wasn't having a good day or whatever, you know, and uh he just I, like every question I asked him, he just looked at me as if to say, oh, that's pathetic. That's, you know, he was almost like Johnny Sexton. <laughs> on the yeah. But to be fair to Peter Book, uh, the guitarist with the band, he was um, uh, he was much nicer and he kind of saw what was going on. And he probably not, knew Michael better than anybody else did. And he said, OK, we leave him out of this. So he started answering all the questions and it turned out fine. But that was a, a pretty bad one, mm. unfortunately. Yeah. And when you're not working, how do you like to relax? Um, well, at the moment, I relax here in my house with uh, having a few glasses of wine, basically, and listening to some music on Spotify, it has to be said. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so uh, that's that's what we do. Um, I Occasionally, I, I would play a bit of golf, but you can't do that at the moment either. Uh, and I, that's that's literally it i'm also i'm into kind of gadgets and technology and all that so i like looking up things and buying like for example you know i bought this you know for podcasting you know uh, it's it's a really good little yoke uh which i haven't really used yet but i will use it because i'm one of these days i'll get around to doing what you're doing (laughs) (laughs) you get get a podcast going you know yeah uh, so that's that's what i do very little really you know yeah and Who's the best radio star at the moment, in your opinion? The best radio star? Yeah. At the moment. Be it Today FM or... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, my, my, you know, one of my main competition is Diran Garrahi. And yeah. she also happens to be my god godchild. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> godfather. So uh, <clears throat> I suppose she's a good talent. Um, um, and who else? Um, I also, I again, competition to me. Maybe I'm just looking at the competition. Uh, you know the guys on Spain, Graham and Nathan. I they're they're the first people I see every morning actually because they're in the same building as us. So I see house. Them every morning. Yeah, yeah, and they're and they're lovely. They're lovely guys, uh, and uh, and I think they're also very talented. And uh, hopefully they they go further. But uh, they seem to be happy enough where they are at the moment. But they're pretty good. Um, Listen, I, you know, I, I, I uh, who else, who else do I like? Um, I, th- I think, to be honest with you, there aren't enough people coming through and enough new uh, voices and people who want to do this thing because it's a very enjoyable job and uh, it's, it's, it's good crack. Uh, there's a bit of hard work going on behind the scenes as well, but uh, it, I'd love to see more younger guys like yourself, Keen, coming up there. Uh, doing the thing, going on radio, uh, because uh, it's 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 a good, good old buzz, and there aren't that many people who can actually do it, you know. So yeah, yeah. and without land, yeah, in too much trouble. Who who's the best radio star in today FM at the moment? In today FM, 
Well, I mean, I, I, you're talking about that. I, I can't name myself, obviously, you know. So that apart from yourself, <laughs> <laughs> not that I'd say that anyway. Yeah. You know what? I mean? <laughs> um, let me see. Um, I enjoy listening to uh, Maraid Ronan. Uh, I love uh, Pamela Joyce. I love Paula McSweeney in the morning. Uh, when, you know, she's she's on, she's but Pamela's doing it at the moment. Uh, Paula, I think Paula has a really good voice and uh, she's very direct and she's got real talent. Um, and also uh, my colleague on The Breakfast Show, Shauna O'Reilly. Yeah. Uh, Shauna, you know, she's very good and she's got a Saturday night show now, six o'clock on Saturdays, Saturday hits, and uh, it's really good. So uh, there's, there's quite a few. I mean, I don't, uh, like... Obviously, Dermot and Dave do the show that they do, but it's a, it's a, it's a different kind of uh, form, and they've been doing it for quite a while, you know. So, in terms of up and coming, uh, I was I, like, I like Marae just really wants to do what she, she's been doing. Uh, she, it's her dream to get it right, and she's really working hard on it. Paula, I love Pamela. You know, I mentioned all women here, and I'm not doing that just to get into their good books. I promise you, you know. But uh, they, well, you've been telling off the next day. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. <laughs> but they they're the ones that are kind of uh, that are making moves at the moment. I think you know. Yeah, and what's your biggest advice for, as you said, young and upcoming broadcasters? Um. Well, first of all, either make that tape or make that thing and and send it, and don't be afraid to send it because. You know, talent is always people are always on the lookout for decent talent, and if somebody stands out above somebody else, uh, they'll they'll be given a job. Like I mean, they, they, it's 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 out there if they want it. But also, I would say what I said earlier on: be yourself because you'll get found out if you don't be yourself. Uh, and um, what was the other thing I said? Uh, oh yeah, well I mean, like obviously, don't put on a voice because if you're putting on a voice, that will that will just you know again you will you'll revert back to your. Uh, your normal voice at some stage when you get scared about something or something goes wrong. And then people say, that's not, that doesn't sound like the bloke that I normally listen to, to be honest with you. But uh, just do it. Get in there. Come join the radio. It's great. Yeah, exactly. And the last question now, bit of a tough one. Describe yourself in three words. Describe myself in three words. Uh, Uh, Open. Um, optimistic and old i'm afraid oh <laughs> <laughs> you left it on a bit of a downer there but thanks very much <laughs> okay keen thank you cheers thanks, All the best. Thank you.